Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More podcast. Today I am joined by Charlene Norman, who is the secret weapon for business owners, presidents, CEOs and leaders who want to quit playing small and go big. Understanding how to create success in business is baked into her DNA. During her corporate career, she developed a 360 degree view of business playing the grand poober in companies with revenues from 30 million to nearly 1 billion. She comes by her views and philosophies about mindset through lived experience and extensive research. She knows firsthand true success starts with the most valuable real estate we all own. And that's the four inches between our ears. I loved talking all things a mindset today with Charlene. If you want to check out the show notes, head to madeformore.com.au forward slash 38 or episode 38. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert, a Nutella lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife, and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team, and your business. Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by the secret weapon for mindset, Charlene. Hello, how are you? Hello, Ali. It's lovely to be here with you. It is so wonderful. So before we kick off, can you uh, let our listeners know a little bit about where you've come from and where you're going? Well, I'm not in Australia. I'm in Canada. Uh, 20 minutes from Niagara Falls, which I think is one of the world's biggest uh, attractions or some such thing. I'm in the middle of wine country. Um, Ontario, Canada has been my home for all of my life, but I traveled and I worked all around the world. 10 years ago, I decided to do something a little bit different. I had spent uh, my first 30 years of a career as being the, the, the grand Cuba. I was the ultimate boss in organizations from 35 million in sales up to three quarters of a billion in sales. Wow. And I had a personal issue um, that basically knocked me on my keister. And I said, okay, now for the first time ever, I understand what confidence is all about or lack mm -hmm. of confidence is all about. And I never had that problem up until that point. I understood for the first time, compassion and empathy on a real deep level. And I also understood how difficult it is when we've been hit to get back up again. And I find that this whole COVID thing has really caused a lot of people to take a second and a third look at what they're doing, where they've spent their energy, where they want to go. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think certainly there's, you know, always a silver lining. And I think the silver lining with COVID is that people have had a chance to get out of that rat race and really just do almost like an audit of, of what it is that they're spending their life doing. Have you found that as well? Yes, I have. And in fact, that's what I do with a lot of my clients. They come to me and they say, so I want to get big. 
I've been playing small. Hmm. What do I do? And so you would think, okay, so you're a boring ex-corporate person who knows everything and knows nothing. Um, what can you share? What makes you different? Well, the thing is, is I have a 360 degree view of business. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. But I also have an incredible appreciation for what goes on up here now. Mm. And when you can put the two of them together um, and remove the blocks that people have, sorry to say this in very blunt terms, it's blocks about what we have about ourselves. Mm. It's nothing else. It's our internal blocks. Um, I can get people sorted on and, and they're taking off and they're big and they're coming back saying, oh my God, I never knew. Yeah. So tell me a little bit around um, 10 years ago when you decided or when you, I guess, first started to realize confidence or lack of confidence, what was that next first step that you took 10 years ago to build back up your confidence? Well, first off, um, let me just share in 25 words or less. One day uh, I woke up and my husband leaned over to me and he said, oh, honey, I'm so glad you're, you're um, awake now. Um, hey, listen, now don't worry, everything's okay, but you're in the hospital, you've had a stroke, and oh, I'm so thrilled you're awake, and I'm going to go tell the doctor. So wow. uh, up until that point, I had always been a very strong person, very strong. So the first thing I said, and I didn't realize I didn't say it out loud, was I said, no, no, um. no, no, no. Um, and I'm not a doctor, I know nothing, but I refuse to believe that I had a stroke. I refused to believe that I would ever be disabled. I refused to believe that my number one position of being the family breadwinner and the grand whatever, I refused to believe any of that. So over eight weeks, I absolutely shocked my doctors, my neurologists, my therapists. Uh, first off, I was a patient from hell. It was really <laughs> a bad patient, <laughs> really awful, really <laughs> awful. And uh, second off, they never had a patient like me who told them what was good for me. And I just demanded, I said, I want homework. You're going to do this. You're going to give me stuff and I'm going to do it 10 times over. And you're going to force me to do this. And even today, and it's six years, it's a six year anniversary today, uh, or th this year, um, my neurologist, who I see every single year, he says, my God, woman, I don't know what you did, uh, but you are a walking medical miracle. So that's the back, back story. So, so go from being a really big person now to, I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. Um, wow. Okay. Now what do you do? So what I did was I took every single lesson that I had learned being a corporate person mm -hmm. and I turned it on me. That's all I did. Uh, I, I, and I didn't understand that until about a year later when I was writing out, what the hell is it? Everyone's calling me this medical miracle, but what does that mean? And, and how did I go from here to there when 50% of the people, they don't get there. And I've recovered 150% of what I lost. Now I can get into that later. So I wrote it all down and I looked at it and I said, okay, so there's six levels. That's pretty cool. Charlene, you're pretty smart. Till I learned that um, it was about a year or two later that what I had put on paper 
was not a new idea. It was only new to me because there are no new ideas anymore. It's just a different twist on things. <laughs> and my winning mindset is exactly what the top performers in any field constantly do. I love that. Uh, so do you think, sorry, uh, do you think when when you woke up from your stroke and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't speak, I can't move, um, and you you were a, a difficult patient and you're saying, tell me what to do, did you know that you already, I guess, had it in you, the, the winning mindset from no. your time in corporate? No. So it was a new newly learned skill? It, I became the patient from hell. So So on a bad day, on a bad day when I'm really, really mad, I swear like a sailor. Right. The therapists were not impressed that I swore like a sailor. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, I just knew in my head through all my swearing that folding towels was not going to get me to use my brain. And I live by my brain. So mm. the therapy wasn't good for me. I wanted this therapy to enhance my brain. I wanted they wanted me to spend 10 minutes on a computer. I said, I can't do that. I have to spend hours on a computer. 10 minutes is just barely nothing. Um, they would ask me to, there's a way to tell stories or think through things. And I said, no, you've got to wait for me to finish this. And then you have to do it again and again and again. And the day that I left the hospital, they said, oh, my God, maybe there is something. But no, I had no idea. And I'll take you through the six steps. Yeah. I had no idea that that was a winning mindset. It was my name that I gave it, my nomenclature. Oh, OK, so everyone says I'm a medical miracle. OK, all you need is to change your, your mindset. Well, what I'll show you today is... It's good if you want to be the best at anything. It's good if you want to go from zero to anywhere between 90 and 100 and you've never done it before. It's good if you have a vision in your head and you're just not sure how to make it work. But it's not good if you have what I would call limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. If you, so, so I'll give you an example. Uh, the shame that I had because I got sick and I was a tough person and I should never have gotten sick, the shame that I had from that, the shame from not being able to earn any income and then having to sell my house and move, that took a little bit longer. That mm -hmm. is not what the winning mindset can do. Um, but it can set you on the path to say, okay, now that you're here, what other things do we have to work on in your head to make you as strong as you possibly can? One of the Olympic uh, gymnasts, I just love her, her uh, the, the one who backed out, uh, I can't mm. remember her name. Fine, I think. She talked about having uh, the twisties and her mind had twisties and all that meant was, and so she couldn't do her gymnastics. And what that meant was her mind was a little bit out of sync with her body, it wasn't right in the in the high performance place. So I can't. What I'm going to share tonight does not help you with twisties. I have other programs that can help you with twisties, but this what I share is for anybody who's a professional who wants to go big, for anybody who wants to get out of a rut, for uh, whether it's you're in business or you're in a career, um, or you're a mom who wants to make that next leap from being mom back into the 
the, the corporate world. That's what I can help with. That's what I'll talk about tonight. Yeah. So you mentioned you've got six steps. Are you able to walk me through the six steps of your winning mindset? I'm let me let me um, I, I'll give you the steps and I'll tell you what they mean. And then um, I'll put into context the experience that I was putting myself into. I'm not going to drag it on. I'm not special. I'm just going to show you that it can be done. That's all I all I am trying to do here. But the six steps are um, first you have you make a decision and the decision is, are you going to go or you're not going to go? The second step is energy. And I find the best way to get energy is from your gratitude. The third step is clarity. Mm. What I have, what I have right now. The fourth step is strategy. And this is where you get into focus and question is what can I do? Yeah. The fifth stage is tactics. And this is airy fairy stuff that I call faith and confidence. This is what I will do. And this is probably the toughest stage. And then the last stage is action. And it's just sticking with it consistently so that you're constantly on an onwards and upwards trajectory. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would say for anyone is um, if you're going to make that decision to know, to go or no go, I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. You want to be a hundred percent in. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always found in my entire career was if I wanted something bad enough, if I wanted a promotion, if I wanted to make gobs and gobs of money for the corporation, if I wanted to have a team uh, that was firing on all cylinders, whatever, whatever it was, I had a vision in my head and it doesn't matter what the vision is to anybody else except you. So, so perhaps, you know, you, you like butterflies and butterflies to you symbolize something. So keep that butterfly vision in your head. And then you say, I'm going to go for it. And you have to be all in. And there's nothing about being in this halfway. So for me, the vision, it was horror, absolute horror at being disfigured with, 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 with awful stuff from, from strokes. It was the horror of having to rely on my husband for the rest of my life. And I still have lots of life left in me. And so, so it was the vision that I had was I was healthy. I didn't care what anybody said. I was healthy. Drugs or no drugs. <laughs> no, in the hospital, you're on lives of drugs. It, it, it just doesn't matter. So once I said, no, I don't care. I don't, I didn't, I'm not disabled, I am fully functioning. So then you have to get your energy. And I always get energy from gratitude and, and mm. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I did. I looked at my body and I said, okay, I can hobble my way to the bathroom. I can put my clothes on. Oh my God, I'm in a ward and there's people around here and they can't talk. And it was like mm. their tongues were stuck to the top of their, the roof of their mouth. Mm. And, I, and, and they were having issues. And I went, man, I am lucky. I can go to the bathroom myself. I can talk. I, it doesn't matter. I'm not making any sense, but I can, I can talk and I can put my clothes on. And the lady in the, that I was sharing the room with, 
she could not get out of bed and she was by the window. So I very nicely said, I'm going to open up the window for you. Well, that was very selfish of me because I really wanted the window open for me. But I forced myself to walk to the window because I could. Then it didn't matter. It took me 20 minutes. I could do it. And I was so grateful that I had parts that were working. And then, of course, the, the thing is, you realize there's all kinds of parts in your body that you rely on. And when they don't work, you go, darn, that didn't work too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me when you started practicing gratitude, because I'm a big believer in gratitude as well. Did you start? Um, and I think of it like a snowball effect. Like the more we, we begin to be grateful for, the more Absolutely. we notice that we're grateful for. So what were kind of the steps that you, I guess, how did you amplify your gratitude in your lead up to being uh, discharged from hospital? I woke up and I said, oh my God, I'm awake. I'm on the right side of the gra- I'm on the right side of the grass. I can talk. I can move a little bit better. Uh, I might've fallen three times yesterday, but I didn't break my legs. Yeah. And even though I can see the nurses are incredibly overworked, they're still taking time to have a joke with me. Mm. And I know those are very simple, but for me, they were more than enough to keep me going. Um, I didn't, I, I was, I, I was grateful that I was being fed and I didn't have to worry about cooking. I wasn't grateful for all the meals because I don't eat that much. Um, but I didn't think about that. I was grateful that the doctor came in and checked on me every couple of days. Um, I was grateful that my husband came to visit me every single day. I was grateful that my friends called me or visited me and I just wanted to be left alone, but they were showing love. And so I learned I was loved. What a great lesson to learn when you're already feeling knocked down. Yes. Yes. So after you get your, after, when you realize what you actually have going for you, when you realize that you're in a better place than so many other people, the problems you have become less. Mm, yeah, 100% agree. And, and when, they, when they become less, that's when you become um, very clear. You become very, very clear as to what you have. And it doesn't matter if you don't live in a huge house or have a big car or you have all the, you don't have all the droppings that everybody has. What you realize is what you have is, is more than enough. It's always more than enough. And so I devised a plan and I said, I'm the leader of this plan. It's my plan. I am the leader and Mm -hmm. I am going to do whatever I need to do with all the parts that work and don't work. And I'm just going to plow through. So what do I have? Mm -hmm. I had 25 years of being a success in one form or another. And I said, well, I thought I'd been knocked down a million times before. Damn, I'm pulling all that strength into me to say, I've done it. In that particular case, there's no reason why I can't do it in this particular case. Um, I had to be realistic that there were some things I, I didn't have. I, I couldn't stand up straight without holding the wall. My balance was off. Okay, work around what you don't have. Um, I knew that going for coffee every morning was 
the best thing I could possibly do. So what do I have? I have an incredible urge to go have a cup of coffee. I need to get my husband to bring me a money card because I didn't have any money on me. So, okay. So you start forming things with what you have. Yeah. It's not what you're going to be. It's what you have today. And then you start building and building and building on top of them until you start getting that momentum going. Um, I just wanted to circle back to something you said then that I think is really important for anyone who's having a tough time, particularly if they're transitioning. And that was, and I, I talk about this with my clients as well, is when you were saying I had 25 years of experience in the, in the bank already. I knew that I was successful. I needed to draw on all of that to give me the strength to move on. Um, and I think I just wanted to circle back to that because I think that's a really important point for any of the listeners is that, you know, we don't just kind of chop off or chop off our timeline historically. We've got so much experience and so much evidence of success. We just need to remember it. I, you know what? You're absolutely right. And so when I, when I was talking about the twisties, the one thing that um, I didn't learn while I was in the hospital, but I learned in a year afterwards was just because something rotten happens to you does not define you. You are not yeah. defined by that. So, so therefore you're defined by who you are and what positive stuff you've accomplished in your past. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's important is because you can draw on all the strength of the positive stuff that you have made if that's the right word, to get you to this stage. And when there's a setback, nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. Yeah. So, um, and it's all connected. Every last little bit, it's all connected. It's not linear. It is not a linear process. It's, it's a big kind of circling thing and some days it works and some days it doesn't and you just have to accept it and keep plowing through because in business um and i'm sorry that's all i can speak about because that's all i know uh we all get thrown into stuff that we actually have no freaking idea how we're gonna get it done yeah and so yeah. we're we have an ego that says oh i'm really good and i can do this and and I will forge ahead or my team and I or whatever. But the truth is, we're going forward on a wish and a prayer. Mm. And what I learned was moving forward was a wish and a prayer. But here's the really cool part. And I learned this when, as I studied um, after I got out of the hospital. Uh, I, I really... Un uh, I went off on a bit of a tangent and said, okay, how does the brain work? So the truth is nobody knows really. Yeah. There's only 10% of the brain that we use and the brain will always accept anything you throw at it. So therefore throw at it stuff that's good for it, which means lie to it, make it feel good until you believe it. You've got to yeah. act like it. And then it happens. And if you think about it, any success that you've had in your career or your life, it all started on a wish and a prayer and you just kept wishing and you just kept praying. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Throw, throw stuff that's good for your brain. That's it. 
<laughs> that should be on a placement or a t-shirt <laughs> or something like that. So tell me a little bit around. So that was, you know, uh, yeah, step one and step two around decision and energy. And then we've got clarity, strategy, tactics and action. So the clarity I've just gone through so that you know exactly what you're good for. So um, the, the strategy. So this is really important because it's what can I do with what I have? Mm, that's good. And what I mean by that is anybody in business doesn't have all the stuff. So you go out and you learn some stuff or you grab some people or you are calling your colleagues or, or whatever. So it's no different for me in the hospital. Okay, so what is it that I can do? So in my strategy, I set my strategy. I said, well, what I can do, I can demand 10 times the amount of work, whatever they tell me. I'll do 10 times because that'll move me faster. Mm -hmm. Also down near killed me, I will tell you. But but if you always do more than what's expected, and I was that kind of a person, mm -hmm. it will work. Uh, I set time. I, I said, okay, you're only going to give me therapy on, on, I'm making this up because I don't remember the days, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, hell, there's seven days in a week. I'm going to go off and I'm going to go do some of this stuff. I would set time, I, I would time myself. Okay, so there's not much to do. You're in the hospital in a bed. So, okay, we're gonna go off and I'm gonna make people's days better. So I went off walking, holding the wall so I could walk, but I would go out and I'd smile and I'd talk to everyone in the ward. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm gonna be the ray of sunshine. It wasn't that I was a ray of sunshine. I don't really know if I was or not, but it, it gave me, something to hold on to every day that I was going to do. Again, it's a wish and a prayer. I'm going out to make someone else's life special because mm. I can do that. I have that within me. No different than wishing and praying. Yeah. And it worked. So looking at that purpose, I guess that purpose piece every day. Yeah. Every single day I would wake up and I would say, I am not this person lying in the bed. I am grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for all this stuff. I am going to get the hell out of here and I'm going to be in perfect condition. I'm going to be a shining beacon for everyone who's around here. And I'm going to be doing 10 times the amount of work. And then the hard part is when you get to what I call the tactics, which mm. is what I will do, because frankly, uh, you don't have a lot of energy. Yeah. And I remember climbing up the stairs. Every hospital has stairs. Do you know that the only people who climb stairs are the unhealthy people? The healthy people take the elevators. The unhealthy people look at those stairs and go, oh, I got to go up them and I've got to build up my resistance. I swear that's what happened. <laughs> All the healthy people, oh, Char, where's the elevator? Down the hall. I'm taking the stairs. Why? Because I need to build, up, build myself up. So it, it becomes a boring test of will with yourself. Mm. You know you have to keep going. You know you have the awful stuff. You know to get to that point that you've told yourself you're going to get to, there's some garbage you got to go through. And that garbage is sweating buckets. That garbage is repeating for the hundredth time. I'm going to make this up. You know, the red fox jumped over the gray cow or whatever it is. Um, throwing a tennis ball at the wall so I could get dexterity back. That's really not fun. Believe me. Yeah. And 
<laughs> folding towels. I used to say, man, I don't fold towels in my own house. Why do I want to fold towels here? Give me a kitchen. Let me get back and create gourmet. Oh, well, we can't do that. Go to the go to the uh, cutlery drawer. Uh, no, that's not what I do in the normal. No, no, no. So, <laughs> and, and I knew that being in a hospital wasn't always the best thing for me. So I said to my husband, maybe I can come out a day. So he arranged it so that I could get away on weekends. And on yeah. weekends, I'd be in my home and I'd be cooking my gourmet meals. Now, it would take me three hours to, to do half an hour. <laughs> yeah. But I was determined that I was going to get it done. And, and I did eventually. So, so then, so that's the talk, that's the tactics. And that's where the faith and the confidence comes in. And then if you do it enough, it starts to gel. And that's when you get to the top mm. and you've taken all these actions. And a lot of these actions are boring. And so many of them, you think, oh my God. Why am I doing this? And you're keeping your spirit high based on your purpose. Mm. And one day, and you never know when that day is going to come and it never comes fast enough. Believe me, it <laughs> never comes fast enough. You can honestly stand there and say, oh my God, I did it. Yes. Now I can do anything. Yeah. And, and so I want to relate back to when I said you're talking about folks in their career or their in their businesses, and we all had a, a, um, a hope and a prayer, a wish and a prayer, and then when we did it, we went, "Oh man, I'm pretty darn good. I did it." And you feel stronger and stronger. So I go back to life doesn't happen to you; it happens for you. So even even after going through COVID. Even after losing your job or losing your business, which is awful, 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 it's made you stronger, mm. absolutely stronger so that you can continue on. Is that tough to do? For some people it is, yes. And there's twisties involved. And okay, so we got to get through the twisties. But once the twisties are over, this is how you always, always can be successful. Mm. So I'll, 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 I'll just summarize. Um, Six steps. First step is decision, go or no go. Second step is energy. That's from gratitude. And boy, I'm lucky. And I'm, for whatever reason, I got it better than so many other people. The third step is clarity. What I have today. The fourth step is strategy. What can I do? Also, what do I need help with? Tactics, faith and confidence. What, what I will do. And then the, the last one is action. And that's where you can jump up and down and you can say, I did it. Yeah. Celebrate. And celebrate. celebrate. Oh, yes. Please celebrate. So you've got those six, step, six steps rather as a download. Is that your diagram? Yes, I do. Yep. Yes, I do. So we'll put um, the link for that in the show notes as well so that the listeners can grab a copy and have their own, I guess, roadmap to their own winning mindset. It is. Yes, um, absolutely. The, the winning mindset is the 10th strategy that I have in my own program called Reclaim um, Your Personal Power. And um, I was really shocked. Honestly, I was really shocked when I started teaching this and people said, well, this is the best piece that you've done the whole time. Why don't you put this in first? But I was, I was reluctant because... <laughs> 
because it was my stuff. And, and it took me a while to say, yes, it is my stuff and it is good stuff. So listen, it's not a one and done. This stuff is never one and done. We're all going through it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Continually learning. So before we say goodbye, what would be your top five tips for, uh, you know, leaders, leaders in business, leaders in corporate, uh, people that are looking after other people when it comes to a winning mindset or reclaiming their personal power? So let me tell you what worked for me. Um, don't be afraid to be yourself. You are not a person in a suit. You are not a person in a box. Allow yourself to be human. That's very, very, um, very, very important. Um, so that would be uh, number one. Um, number two, I hate the term, my people are my best assets. Your people are your equity. Ooh, if you know what equity good. is, that's what your people are. They are the foundation of everything. Um, perspective. Perspective is important on everything. And perspective is everything. Don't allow your world as you see it to be suction cup to your face. Allow other perspectives in. The best ones come from the, be the, the most strangest sources. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Charlene. I will put all the notes for people to uh, connect with you in the show notes. Where do you like to hang out? Are you on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram? I'm on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. So I'll put the I'm link in LinkedIn. there for people to connect with you yes. on LinkedIn as well. Well, thank you. It's been awesome having you on the show for a chat. Thank you ever so much, Ali. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast and of course if we aren't connected already you can find me in all the usual places ali nitschke on linkedin ali.madeformore on facebook and instagram i hope you have an awesome week and i'll catch you again soon bye bye